Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy. This podcast is a conversation between myself and my good friend Avery Spotswood. He's a massage therapist. Uh, met him through RefAm, been following him online for years. And this was our first time really getting to talk to one another. So it starts out a little bit slow, but gradually increases. You know how the Gemini minds work. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you got it, smoke it. Make sure you got some water. Stay hydrated. I'm sending you all a ton of peace, love, and abundance. May God continue to guide you, bless you, and protect you and all of your loved ones. Um, Right before this next recording started, Avery and I had tried to start the recording two other times and it wasn't working. We recorded this during Mercury Retrograde. What do you expect? But the last question I had asked him was, what does he think about his birth chart now? So Avery is a Gemini sun, Taurus moon, but for a majority of his uh, understanding, he thought he was a Scorpio rising. And thus resonated much with Scorpio readings. As we know, the rising sign is the most important sign when it comes to horoscopes. So very recently, he had discovered that his mom actually gave him just a general birth time and it wasn't his actual birth time. Now he knows his real birth time, which makes him a rising Leo. And being that he's a rising Leo, I asked if he has a new perspective of the world that he lives you know? So that is where this conversation starts. Again, I hope you all enjoy. Sending all my love. Let's go, baby. All right. I don't, I, so I opened it on the browser. Hopefully this works. Yes, hopefully this works. <laughs> Third time's yeah, the charms, right? Yeah, that's two for two, Mercury. <laughs> um, so to answer your question from before, yes. I can't say that I, um, act any differently or you know realize anything differently because yeah. i i guess we you i guess we look through the lens of our sun right yeah um and then what's reflected back to us is leo i, I guess but um so i can't say i've noticed anything different mm-hmm. however i do think the fact that my mom's Leo um, and how, <laughs> you know, in an unevolved form, Leos can be quite self-centered, right? So, yeah. Um, she literally just told me whatever time <laughs> she thought it was because she didn't remember. Oh. Uh, and, and, you know, at, I'm turning 30 this weekend and you know the more the the older I get the more and more I realize how much like my mom I am. Uh-huh. And it's just funny, you know. Yeah. I can imagine that's so I love seeing the the connections between the her's chart and her child's. That's so beautiful. I think that uh well, geez, not even knowing you, if I were to just take a look at you and look at you smile, I would totally assume Leo, just because so bright, okay, so, like, life-giving, you know? Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm really interested to hear about your massage life. 
because I personally have a, I don't know, I see myself getting trained to be a massage therapist. I love working with the body. I know that there are tish- there are issues in our tissues and our emotions stayed stored within. So I would love to hear about how you got started, maybe introduced to that massage work. Uh, sure. So back in 2016, I don't know if you're even old enough to remember <laughs> how like shitty that year was for a lot of people uh, and me included. I fell in love with this guy um, and it was unrequited and it was like very movie like I also got diagnosed with a chronic uh, illness mm. and um, you know fortunately it is under control and everything's okay now but I literally was like losing weight so rapidly and I'm already very thin I've always been very thin mm-hmm. and I was like you know I've, I've always hovered around like 120 pounds give or take five uh either way since I was in seventh grade uh and I got down to like 108 pounds and it was kind of like terrifying you know mm-hmm. um because like I wasn't eating because food made me sick. And it sometimes I was like, oh my God, this is how I'm gonna die. Um, but anyway, I started getting uh, a massage like every two weeks for several, for like uh, several months at least. Um, and I was doing it because I was like, this feels good. Um, and I feel better when I leave. But I didn't like, again, I, I guess I didn't really, now that I think about it, I didn't really notice like how much more peaceful my life became after I started, you know, getting massage, massages recently. Uh, uh, not recently, but uh Consistently. Regularly. Yeah. Um, so much so, though, that people literally were asking me, like, how do you stay so calm? Like, you're always in a good mood. You're always, like you like you said, I, I, I was bringing light to places that were very, that could be very dark. And other people were noticing it. You know, coworkers were noticing it. And... Um, it's funny. It's funny how things work, though, because I guess, you know, that, that fortunately, that was a very, the lowest I've probably been, um, like, health and happiness-wise, Yeah. you know, wellness-wise. Um, and that's also when I started you know, my, my own personal spiritual journey, um, dealing with like lack of sleep. I would watch like astrology readings on YouTube. Oh, what were some of the first, uh, videos that you'd watch? I remember there was, so, so let me, let me preface this by saying 
I have been listening to ASMR on YouTube for probably 15 years at this point. Okay, I know, that's right. Um, not, no, that's, that's an exaggeration. I'm lying. Um, but <laughs> at least, at least 10 years, at least 10 years. Okay. I've been listening to ASMR um, because I've always sort of had issues sleeping as I got older. Um, and working in the restaurant industry definitely didn't help. If anything, it exasper- exasperated, exasperated. You know what I'm trying I to get say. You, I get you. I can't you, remember. I get you. I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm high right now, you. and I can't. Um, I can't. I know they are talking. It's okay. My people. Um, get it. I do this shit all the time. Yeah, but it made it. It definitely made it worse. And I was in the restaurant industry for like ten plus years. Mm-hmm. So getting out of high school. dealing with like a bunch of personal stuff at home and then going directly into the workforce about like, I had like a year off, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, between graduating high school and working. Mm -hmm. Even though I worked all the way through, I worked basically all the way through high school. Um, But I don't know what, what what was I saying? First videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mood, I got you. So that's that's all to say um, I've been searching for self-soothing methods for a very long time, you you know, and I didn't even realize it until I just said it. Um, But I would watch, you know, ASMR videos on YouTube to help me sleep, and then... That's also kind of when I started really getting into Instagram mm-hmm. and someone had shared uh, one of Amber's videos mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know. She seems cool. And well, well, I, so I'm a ardent supporter of my fellow Gemini's mm-hmm. and I um, saw that she was a Gemini and I was like, okay, like I can, I can get, I can, I can get behind this, you know, she's beautiful. <laughs> like, if anything, I can just look at her for like 15 minutes. Um, and she, when I, the first time I watched one of her videos, I was like, okay, there's something, <laughs> there's something here, like. Right, the truth just hits different. It, it's potent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would watch a bunch of, I watched whatever videos she was posting, not knowing what the fuck she was talking about and just listening. Cause a lot of it was just re- reflecting what, what she was going through personally was reflecting in my life as well. And I was like, oh my God, like I, there's somebody and she understands mm-hmm. what I'm feeling right now. But You know, it's funny that, I'm just saying it's funny that when you're at your lowest, that's always when your life changes, right? Mm -hmm. Always. Typically for the better, in my case. Definitely. 
Yeah, yes. we need a little a little ups and downs to get the gears moving again. Yeah, and so how I started getting into wellness was searching for it myself. You know? Mm-hmm. And then you, you get to a point where you do start to realize, wow, everybody's fucking stressed out. Everybody is. Right. And like I don't I don't know how people don't I don't know how people do it without like having a very serious self-care regimen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't get it. It's like if I didn't have if I like when I moved at the beginning of this year, one of my stipulations was a bathtub. Like I have to have one. Mm-hmm. It is necessary to me existing in this world that I take baths. And I take baths often, like at least once a week. You know, and regardless of any like scientific proof behind, you know, what an Epsom salt bath is actually doing to your body, mm-hmm. I, I still take them because it's habitual and they make me feel good. Yeah, and I just think water is so healing on top of everything. Like, just immersing myself in any type of body of water just seems, like, the vibe. It is. And, like, that's what I tell my clients. And, like, excuse me, you have to cultivate it, right? Mm -hmm. Getting a massage is great. But you can massage yourself. You can stretch at home. It's all free, you know, like most of this, most self-care is free and some of the most effective is free, you know, and I guess it's, it's, it's bewildering to me that people don't take better care of themselves. Did the, not to get too personal, but in the atmosphere that you grew up in, was self-care like taught to you or talked about? Yeah. Oh, like- oh, absolutely. My mom, like my mom is a Leo. They- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, self-care was, I mean, it, it, it waned for her because uh-huh. she had, you know, it was how she managed, you know, a, a single mother of four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, literally taking, you know, taking care of like everything. Uh-huh. But yeah, my mom was the first person that taught me how to take an essence off bath. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I, and I've been taking them for so, literally for so long. Literally for so long. I've been taking Epsom salt baths since I was like four years old. How much salt do you use? Uh, as much as I feel. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, I'll just pour like a third of the bag in there. Damn, what? Yeah. That's right. I feel like I took one once and I felt like I needed water so bad when I got out of the tub. How long did you stay in? Okay, that's the thing, though. I stayed in, Lord knows, way too long. Because I had a candle set up and I had my crystals in there and I was like, you know what? Screw the world. I'm just gonna put on an album. I think that was when Janae Aiko's album came out. Which one? um, Her latest, the one where she's like in a black thing on the cover. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I haven't listened to it. I, I love Janae Aiko. It's just like, 
I, I fall out, you know, I fall back in and, and I fall out of. Yeah, our, I feel you. Our, I feel you. Uh, and it's a, it's a whole journey into in it in and of itself, you know, like I love when people compose like a whole, uh, it's almost like a movie, you know, a music movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely stayed in for like half the album. Lord knows like just way too long. Yeah. Um, well, th- that, that is an issue. I took how long do you record- take? I, I typically 30 minutes is the max. Okay. The max. Um, I, I, I've definitely done longer. Um, but typically if if i know um i have like shit to do mm-hmm. i i'll be like maybe 10 minutes and that's enough okay noted and you feel good and like restored afterwards yeah yeah i i mostly do it before bed mm-hmm. uh, because it helps me sleep it calls me down um and it, it's very preparatory for rest for me i got you so yeah. fitting under this Taurus moon. I believe the moon is in Taurus today. I thought it was a new moon in Gemini. Whatever. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. It's I don't be in Gemini. Maybe it's already in Gemini. Maybe it's already in Gemini. I don't be keeping up. And I'd be like, I'd be telling my friend who's also an astrologer. And like, these transits are happening. And it's a whole three days before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very Gemini. Just very like ahead of the game. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're hella Gemini. So it's okay. <laughs> Oh, yes. Confirm. The moon is in Taurus. Sun is in Gemini. We're vibing. Well, the, you know, that's exalted for me. That's my moon. Oh, true. What a... I find um, Taurus moons typically do work that involves the body. I really am attracted to it. Yeah, like, I love watching the, the lifestyle that you have cultivated for yourself. Okay, and so it is definitely a lifestyle. Like I, I put my self care before everything. Amen to that. And you know, specifically talking about the massages, what massage technique or type of massage do you think is your favorite? Because there are um, different types of massages, right? Uh, yes, there are different, uh, they're called modalities, uh, okay. much in, like in the metaphysical community or spiritual um, activity community. Yeah. You know, you can do tarot, you can be a, an astrologer, you can be an intuitive. And those are all just modalities typically of the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very similar to, to, massage therapy is very similar to that. So the two biggest uh, I, I guess modalities or the most taught modality in the world is the standard like Swedish massage. Okay. Um, but that's what most Western massage is built from. Um, but. And what does that entail? So, okay, so this is, that's a good question. So for people who have never gotten a massage before, Typically, your therapist will do a consultation, um, which takes about, typically it takes about 15 minutes. Some people got a lot of shit going on and they need more time to actually like discuss that. Um, But typically you'll start with a consultation Mm -hmm. and the therapist will uh, give you a rundown of how they would like for you to 
uh, be presented on the table once they re-enter the room. Mm -hmm. uh, so I typically tell my clients, okay, um, we're going to be starting face up today. So that means get undressed to your level of comfort, mm -hmm. whatever that means for you. Just keep in mind, anywhere you decide to keep clothing on, I, I'm going to consider that a border and a barrier, and I won't uncover that area with the, um, with the sheet, okay? Mm -hmm. So you'll be covered up any areas that you decide to keep clothing, clothing on. You're going to get in between the top sheet and blanket like you would get into bed. Mm -hmm. You'll be facing up or down, depending on whatever it is, um, or just personal preference for the, for the therapist or the client. Um, and that's typically how it goes. And once I commence the massage, I'll typically check in maybe two to three, sometimes four, if, there, if there's a specific thing that we're trying to address. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll step out, raise the lights in the room and meet them in the hallway or at the front of the building to uh, you know, discuss anything that needs to be talked about. Damn, got you. It's not just a, I don't know, I've never received a massage. So in my head, I kind of had this notion that there was very little communication, but it doesn't seem that way. Communication is probably the most important thing because you know, it, I, I leave the door open for clients to tell me exactly what they want and yeah. what they need. Um, but because, you know, as psychic as I may be, I can't read your thoughts. And, I, and if you're face down, if, you're, you know, if I can't see your facial expressions and see you wince or scrunch your nose, in, in, then I don't know what's going on unless I ask you. Got you. And, or you tell me, mm -hmm. right? So if, if you feel like something's painful, but you don't say anything, it's likely that I'm going to keep on going until, until like I figure out that, hey, <laughs> they're stiffening their leg. Maybe I should check in with them, mm -hmm. you know? So communication is super important. So if you ever do decide to get on a table, uh, I would encourage you to do that because I think everyone can benefit from massage. Um, Got you. Another yeah, question. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Do you, have you found any correlations between certain body, like certain body parts and certain emotional issues or triggers? Is that a thing? That is a thing. Um, I don't necessarily look for it. Mm -hmm. um, like not something that you harpen on or like... Yeah, I mean, typically if, if a client is like emotionally uh, heightened, mm -hmm. um, you know, I ask, I, I don't want to seem like I'm coddling them. Right, because them being on the table is also me holding space for them. So whatever they need, whatever they want to tell me, again, I leave that door open. If they don't say anything, then we just 
continue until they either say, I'm not feeling this right now, or we end the session on time. You know, it's, it, I don't really, so I, I, I guess there's some value in, in that kind of uh, training or certification or, you know, intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would guess it's a little inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, could you imagine somebody, you get on someone's table and they're like, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, I can tell you're grieving by the way that you, you know, hold your shoulders. And I'm like, if I was, I didn't want to talk about it first. <laughs> I got, I uh, get you. And if I wasn't, then that's w- very weird that you would say that to somebody in general. It, like, anyway, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think there would be, I don't think that's the correct space for it. I get unless, you. Unless you know, that is something that the client is looking for um, and you specifically provide that or it's one of your skills, it's, it's within your skill set mm-hmm. um, to work with people who may be grieving or maybe going through some emotional change uh, or a state of upheaval. But typically the massage therapy space is about uh, muscles and tendons and, and bones. Okay, I get you. I get this. Yeah. Not emotions. Vibes. I'm just such an emotional, um, emotion-viewed person. I, I like, uh, my perspective on connecting with others relates greatly to emotions and the emotions that we feel all the time, which is why I had that question. But thank you for the clarification. I really like how you're describing all of this. It seems very open and inviting, and I love how... Uh, just the Gemini energy is so accepting of every just when I think of um, people who hold judgment I I don't necessarily think of Geminis does that so, make sense? I, 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 it does make sense um, but I can tell you from my from my point of view you're very wrong Ooh, Geminis, okay. Gemini's a lot. Most of the Gemini's I know are very critical, um, but you know, there's that duality, I guess, or you know, multiplicity, and yeah. you know, very critical of people and having our own like judgments of things, but we're also com- too considerate, yeah. right? Consider it's a really good word. You know, we 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 also it's it's that very old and uh, played out adage of being the devil's advocate. It's mm-hmm. not that we just think about a lot of shit, and we're like, I can see where this person's coming from. I also know that my judgments shouldn't have uh, any impact on how I treat someone, no matter unless they've done something wrong to me or wrong to someone that I know or view as like egregious and immoral, mm-hmm. I don't have the right to say anything to them about it, even if I do think something about it. True. And, and not to say that, that that's a Gemini specific um, trait or quality. Trait, yeah. But I think, the, I think the best way to say it is we are very considerate and we do 
take people's, you know, take our lack of true understanding of people um, into consideration. And we don't say the things that we think most of the time. I get you. I get you. Do you ever turn down clients? Does someone ever approach you and you're just like, whoa, this is not the vibe. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Um, I, I, yes. So I currently work at Massage Envy and I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying this, but I'm leaving there in a month anyway. So I don't give a fuck. Hey, um, on to better things. What? On to better things. Very much so. Very much so. Um, but I have t- turned down. I mean, I, it wasn't me that was really turning them down. It was them um, ex- you know, having expectations of me. Mm. <laughs> and I, I did not uh, recipro- reciprocate those ex- expectations. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was this one lady who had uh, this very grandiose personality. You know, thinking about it now, it's, it really kind of resembles like people in a manic state, especially when you know, in bipolar people. Okay. But she got there late, like not like a couple minutes. She was there, there she was like almost a half hour late. Um, and she's telling me to like, she gets there and then takes forever to fill out her paperwork and then goes to use the restroom and then comes into the room and is like, oh yeah, I'm so tense. I got, I'm, I'm traveling at the end of the day at three o'clock and I need you to work on my back and my legs and my feet and my arms and my neck. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> slow down. Hi, I'm Avery, I'll be your therapist today. We have about 15 minutes left in the session. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about your entire body. And then she goes off and I'm just like, you know what? I'll take you back up to the front and uh, you can reschedule with someone um, at your earliest convenience. Uh, and then there was this one lady who kept calling me a masseuse. And when I uh, corrected her, um, it was wild because her face literally changed and she was so appalled that I would correct her and then try to correct me and I was like, ma'am, how are you going to tell me? I'm, a, I'm the massage therapist here. Like, I know what I'm, what I'm supposed to be called. <laughs> uh-huh. Is masseuse yeah. like a? Um, it's not derogatory. Okay, yeah, um, that's what I was thinking of. I, I, yeah, I, I got it, but it, it, it's not derogatory, and like most people don't know the difference, but and most ther- most massage therapists don't even really fight that battle anymore. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm ignorant right now and I don't know the difference. So it, there it, there didn't really used to be a difference, um, but because of, you know, massage therapists uh, 
predecessors of mine who really fought to legitimize massage therapy because mm -hmm. for a very long time you would go to you know saying you you were going to a masseuse was synonymous with saying you were going to hire a prostitute or an escort um and it was you know very tied to sex work gotcha uh, and so you know those people fought to make that delineation and um and so the, the biggest difference between a massage therapist and a masseuse is education. Um, so depending on how long your program is, um, you know, you could, some, there are some massage therapists that don't really give a shit. Mm -hmm. um, and most days I am, but that lady had some nasty energy and I didn't want to work with her anyway. So. Yeah, like nah, I wouldn't touch no one that I don't fuck with. Right. But I mean, you come to find out that that is so few and far in between. Um, you know, having having clients that are uh, having potential clients that are just not right for you. Right. Mm. So, I mean, I, I guess I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever turn down clients when you're reading someone for, like, tarot or astrology? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you I, hear me? I, perfect. Yeah, I can hear you. So, yeah. Um, but I like to think that, because that's my, like, prayed over work not that I do any work that's not prayed over but that space specifically just is really near and dear to my heart and the only people that I let like close enough to that space kind of go through multiple rounds of conversation if you will where I'm debating on do I give them a time slot do I even share with them that I'm open to doing this because there are people who especially I work in the restaurant industry again and through simple conversation, it does come up often. And people will ask me, like, can you give me a reading right now? I had this one lady. God bless her. She was so sweet and kind to me. And she came back to see me like three days in a row. But there was one day where she had a drink and she was like, I know you do this work. I found your Instagram. Can you do it for me right now? And she was kind of like, just like staring me deep in the eyes. And, you know, she's sitting right in front of me. I'm behind a bar top. And I'm yeah. like, uh sweetheart i love and appreciate you but no i like what what would make you think that i would do something like that right now don't you want that private space where it's like calm and i'm cute and like we're sitting down and there's water and drinks and you're private you know like i'm not gonna do it in front of a whole like look around you you're at a, a sports bar bro like don't do this people are wild and it's like why do you want me to put your business all out there like i literally look at people in the eyes and i'm like do you know what what we're going to talk about why are you i mean again to each their own but i just wouldn't be comfortable with all of my this that and the other out there listen to answer your question yeah uh, I people, have. people are wild <laughs> people are just wild and that's like the best way to describe it it's people are fucking wild straight up that's why i it's uh learning how to draw the boundary 
has definitely been a interesting journey for me because if this was me maybe like three years ago when I was first being open to the idea of even reading for people I probably would have been like fuck it let's try it you know but now no I I but it's so great that you recognize how precious it is right you have to you have to and like even further like when you're in a space like that right and there's so much going on like that you can't see and don't even want to see right there's so much energy passing through like when you open that space up there's so much energy passing through it good and bad and like you don't want to leave yourself open to like (laughs) anything that is not you know serving your highest best and good but you also know that it's there Right? Most definitely. So, and alcohol definitely invites spirits into your... Aura. Absolutely. Absolutely. A- alcohol has been a part of every single um, ritual-based culture in the world. True. And when we think about how this world is run and we think about why certain things are legal like alcohol and it's probably one of the most deadly or leads to uh, an extremely large amount of deaths a year, it really does get you thinking on why so much of the population is okay with such a substance, yet when it comes to marijuana or or weed, it's like the end of the world to some people, you know? Yeah, that's conditioning. I was actually talking to my friend last night about like morality specifically around weed and it's so nefarious right because Uh, yes when you when you smoke it you're like oh it's just it's honestly just like no big deal (laughs) it's no fucking big deal like i don't feel like i want to go um you know rob a bank i don't Don't get aggressive i don't want to i don't want to feel i don't want to go fight anybody um but alcohol brings that out in people right mm. and it's it's again the world is a wild place and even though i i definitely don't believe in um you know the abolition of alcohol uh or <laughs> prohibition yeah so i don't believe in prohibition got you um because you know a, a, a nice glass of red wine is very lovely every once in a while. Yeah, even in my right? astrology reading, um, the astrologer mentioned to me that it's somewhere in my chart, I forget the specifics, but she said that it looked like I would find greater peace if I enjoyed a glass of red wine before bed every um, every blue moon or every once in a while, she said. And I was like, that's so funny. I never once thought that you would be able to um, see something like that. But Vedic astrology is so different from tropical or, or Western, and I just have so much to learn. So it was a good eye-opener, you know? Yeah, but that that's, I think she was refer- probably just referring to your Taurus, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taurus, no, you say that, definitely. Yeah. Taurus <laughs> is so much about quality of life and taste levels. Um, I'm not surprised. I mean, Taurus lives in the throat, right? Mm-hmm. what's in your throat your tongue or at mm-hmm. least your mouth right so yeah. um what's on your tongue taste buds developing taste is I, it's so attractive right because 
so attractive. When when you see someone with taste and when you see someone with style, which is just, you know, another form of your taste level, mm-hmm. you can't help but be attracted to them. Straight up. And I will say that my personal style is the number one conversation starter between myself and strangers. It's the thing that breaks the ice, honestly. Yeah, it's the it's a bridge. Because mm-hmm. it makes people interested. Yes. I am yeah, yes. I get that now. I'm I won't forget that connection. And I mean, this is totally an aside, but a Gemini moment, like thinking about like how pretentious restaurant work can be. Um it's one of the reasons why I had to leave because if I heard one more bro ask me for like Angel's Envy, which is some garbage, <laughs> like, or ask me for some like, like a, a potato vodka, when mm-hmm. all, when basically all vodka is terrible, right? It's like, there's no delicious tasting vodka. Oh, you're so funny. There isn't. You can say that about any, unless it's like flavored, but then you're you're drinking, you're you're tasting the flavor of the thing. You're not. Nobody's like, mmm. I love vodka, the taste of vodka. People can say that about. I love a nice glass of Merlot or Cabernet or Gamay or something like that or a nice whiskey. Nobody, you can't. There, vodka's the gross and disgusting. You might as well drink. You might as well drink mouthwash. True. I mean, I'm personally not a vodka drinker either, but I do have some friends who like are, are avid vodka connoisseurs, if you will. And I think when there's you have no such thing. Of, I think when you have enough of anything, anything's possible. And if they want to trick themselves into believing that there's a difference, then I kind of just like let them, you know. But I get you. I get you. Vodka's gross. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a tequila gal myself um i'm trying to hold it down for the vodka goers but i i really have nothing to sustain this argument so yes yeah okay but you being gemini's son i think it's so fitting that you're working with your hands aside from massage work is there anything you know I've I've watched you do yoga sometimes on Instagram, whether it's been through your stories or through personal posts. Um, I want to know about your routine. How do you take care of you consistently, especially being so, so exposed to all of these? Oh, wait. Okay. Before you answer that, what, <laughs> I want you to finish what you think about the restaurant industry. Oh, the restaurant industry is uh, mostly garbage. And tell me why. What was your personal experience being the you? Um, so I I started really my restaurant career working at Ruby Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and this is a conversation I have very often with clients. Um, I started working at Ruby Tuesday as a host. Gotcha. And then as a server and then as a bartender. Um, and you literally just see the worst of people in places like that. You really do. Um, 
and not, not and it's it's not just the clients it's the lack of ingenuity in those restaurants is just like it's very stifling like you ever go to like you ever go to like a a restaurant and you see someone there that you've seen before mm-hmm. right like regulars mm-hmm. at a restaurant mm-hmm. that's so repulsive to me really yeah that's okay. so repulsive okay, it's growing because typically they, they aren't there because the burgers are great they're there because the alcohol was cheap oh i get you right it's 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 alcoholism and addiction that's celebrated. Interesting perspective. Not only that, that's, that's a, another component. Um, I really believe like, unless you are at like a really well taken care of restaurant um, that cultivates people that actually have genuine is- interest in like food and service and you know wine and growing the culture in a positive way mm-hmm. and there definitely are those restaurants mm-hmm. it, they far you know the people that that work at those restaurants are typically you know invested in a way that somebody that's working at Ruby Tuesday is invested right mm-hmm. The person that work that's working at the really nice restaurant is taking trips to Spain to you know drink wine and enjoy the culture. The person that that's typically working at a place like Ruby Tuesday, if there are even still any open because they closed a, like a bunch of them, yeah. Um, you know, at least for the the I'll say for the location that I work, it was a very uh, second chance job, right? people that mm. worked that just got out of prison and needed and needed a place you know a job to go to yeah, needed income right needed income or like we 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 hired active drug addicts we hired active alcoholics damn that's I mean, a tough environment to work in for sure yeah and it's it's a double edged sword because those kind of restaurants will hire anybody and those the people that really need a, a second chance which is everybody and not everybody takes advantage of it properly but yeah or not not properly you know that, that see that was a judgment um the people that don't really take that chance and grow um to 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 be who they want to be mm-hmm it's it's everybody that's left is either bitter because they don't they they feel stuck because mm-hmm. they don't make enough to um or, or they make just enough to to pay all their bills but they don't make enough to to actually leave the job and be yeah. out of work for a few weeks maybe months while they pursue a different career path yeah, it's people just, imprison themselves with these limited beliefs of what they can actually do. Yeah. And one of them is working, you know, working yourself to death at a job that, again, this is most jobs, but specifically in restaurants and mm-hmm. specifically at like chain restaurants mm-hmm. that took 
all of the ingenuity and creativity out of, you know, basically a very solar plexus driven career field. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, the, the restaurant industry, if you find the right place, is completely about hedonism, right? Mm-hmm. It's about enjoying sound. It's about enjoying taste. It's about enjoying uh, connection. Smell. It's about, exactly, it's about enlivening all of your senses. And and that's pure hedonism, Mm -hmm. um, which is very sacral chakra. Um, And it it took that and put it in a plastic bag that you microwave for 30 seconds and put it on somebody's plate. So would you say that a way to heal the sacral is by going out and enjoying those live moments that deepen the connection to senses could you infer that would that be a i think that's i think that's something that could be done right but again you have again it's like it's honing your taste level right i don't want to go i was just talking to my one of my friends about this we all we typically me and my like co-workers and friends will go out like every couple of Thursdays mm-hmm. uh, and it's always at some like rinky dink bar and I'm like I don't want to fucking be in here like mm-hmm. the music is trash it's loud as fuck everybody's screaming the alcohol is terrible mm-hmm. if so I'm not even gonna drink in here the food is subpar like w- like what do you want like I like going out with y'all I just don't like the places that y'all pick mm-hmm. <laughs> if I if I pick the place, I'm like everybody bring two hundred dollars at least. Schmode. I feel like, well, my take on the restaurant thing is I, I'm thankful because the place I don't work at it, it's very family oriented, and I think the demographic of people that are around that town are of a certain etiquette, and they are very vocal about maintainment of that etiquette. So I find that I fit in because they applaud and appreciate beauty. And I I do think that like pretty privilege is a thing. Um, oh, absolutely. Abs- but I'm like, also, I don't want to be a victim to it. If anything, God made me this way so that I could use it. You know, like we all have our gifts. We're all talented in one way. And I think- yeah, do- I-, I have... Uh, something to say about that hit me (laughs) pretty privilege absolutely is real absolutely i am willing i am the first to admit i like anything that's beautiful Mm. if it's pretty same as fuck (laughs) if you if if you're pretty i will i like there's a lot that i can like overlook right (laughs) same um to an extent right to an extent there's a lot that i can i can i can handle if if it comes in a very pretty package. Um, yes. But as someone who has been objectified by the way that I look. Yes. Um, meaning, you know, given the past of pretty privilege, it it's such a prison because like you're not even allowed to be a human. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't have bad days when you're pretty. Yeah. 
You don't have, you don't get to have um, emotions that are sad or depressive when you're pretty. <laughs> and, and you have to right? put up with everyone else's affection towards you. Right. Even and if it's too much, even if exactly. they don't know when they're and, and any little bit is too much because I don't, I'm, I don't even like see you like that. The other day I was fucking refilling the Dr. Pepper bro. And on the screen, it says DP. And my manager, someone who's training to be a manager, looks at me and and whispers in my ear, Cameron, I'm sure you would love to DP, wouldn't you? Like, I bet you do that all the time. I bet it would be so fun with you, wouldn't it? And I like, him, and I was like, please what? go fuck yourself and do your job. Like, why would, like, where where are your manners <laughs> like, like do you say that to everybody like and it's like why no, would you don't. say that to me why would you say anything like that to me and why would you expect me to like still want to talk to you after that look at you after that like even associate like no like that's i'm saving for these things this is what i do i'm saving all of these moments for the moment that anyone wants to do anything to me so that i could go straight to hr and just be like hey handle that's if that's if they actually have an HR. Okay, true, but I think they do because I'm like, company that I work for is not too bad, thank God. Yeah, see, but, that, um... that's the thing, right? I got to experience for the restaurant industry. I got to experience, mm. you know, both sides of it. I got, you know, working at Ruby Tuesday was literally no better than working at like IHOP or like Denny's. I got you. Truthfully. And I've heard some Denny's stories, bro. And like, to be perfectly honest, Denny's is like ma actually making pancakes back there. IHOP is actually making pancakes back there. You know, yeah. most of the time, it didn't take any skill to be a cook in the back of Ruby Tuesday. All you had to do was read a timer. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah. I've also worked at, rest, you know, very 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 nice restaurants where i was making bank um and the clientele was like willing to give me all their money and it was great exactly uh, and i love for that the time being. Um, <laughs> so i but but the, the the issue is with those kinds of restaurants it's it feeds into that instant gratification um because you're making you know Fortunately, fortunately, I had the wherewithal to like have some common sense and use it. Yeah, but like I was working with people that was that were easily spending one hundred and eighty dollars a night. You know, at you know, we'd we'd all get off from work and go hit up the only bar that's still open. Yeah, and they'd be dropping like a hundred dollars. And I'm like, yo, we just got off, like, you just made that. That's insane. Tonight. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, I'll just pick up tomorrow, too. And Damn. Like, it, it just feeds into, like, the cycle. slave culture. It feeds into slave labor. Because, you know, I was no different. I was working, like, seven days a week. There was a time where like a month went by and I didn't have a day off. And I was working like 10 plus hours a day. I feel you. Been there. 
And it's like, where's the money to show for all that work? That's what I'm saying. I didn't have any because I was spending it. Yeah. I don't even know on what. I honestly don't even know on what. I, I mean, so I, feel that. I was able to, I mean, I was able to move out of my mom's place uh-huh. and get a room where I stayed for like five years, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, like, I, I wish I had the wherewithal to like actually save. Got you. Because I'd definitely be in a better financial, not that I'm in a bad financial situation right now, mm-hmm. but like it definitely could have been better if I was like less flagrant with my income. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think uh, just I took a year and probably like eight months off from working in the restaurant industry. And now that I'm back and receiving greater income than what I previously was used to, two things have happened to me. One, I've realized that I don't spend excessively out of emotional distress. And it's quite rewarding because I look at my bank account and I'm like, oh, my God, bitch. We could actually do things now. Whereas yeah, before, there that. were so many connections that I maintained solely because I thought I needed to spend to maintain the connection. Uh, and, like, these people aren't even in my life anymore. Like, these people could give a damn about me. And it's like, but I, in my head, especially being such a Taurus, I'm like, I monetarily invested in you, invested in you, invested in this connection. And to not have that be something that is um that is a reason for loyalty because again Taurus is very loyalty oriented like I'm loyal to my people I'm loyal to the people who fuck with me who I fuck with you know it's it's a whole vibe uh yeah yeah, I I just have all this like I I have money and I can do things for me now and I'm like yes I wish I was like this three years ago and I wasn't but I'm happy I'm doing it now because now I see goals that I thought were once very far away actually being so much closer. So I totally agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time for self-care routine. Okay. So my self-care routine is constant. And when I say constant, it's like, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I stretch constantly. Mm-hmm. I do yoga <laughs> literally all day long. Um, I take baths. I smudge. Um, I pray, which is, I think, is the biggest thing. Amen. Um, you know, I, I have a philosophy that it's my best working definition of wellness. Um, And it's basically honoring all the different parts of your life, right? Having gratitude for everything that you have and will have and have had. Um, And so that's a huge part of it as well. So I typically, when I wake up in the morning, I shower, I smoke some weed, (laughs) I light some incense. Beautiful. 
I pray and I don't stop praying. Like I pray all day long. Yeah. If I have a thought and it, you know, if it, if that thought lingers, I pray about it. Yeah. And it's so cool that I even can doing like. doing anything else, huh? Hmm? Instead of worrying, which most people do, you know, they get a little glimpse of what a possibility could turn out or, or be, you know what I mean? And then yeah. they begin to become anxious or like worry about it. And I like the idea of praying over it because that's just like, yes, that's the way to go. Yeah. It, it, another philosophy is like, what can I fucking do about it? Exactly. <laughs> if, if, if there is something that I can do about it, then I do it. If there's not, then I don't, then I, I say the prayer and let it go. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Do you, um, do you let people into your personal space? Um, yeah, I think I have to, <laughs> you know, especially, yeah. you know, my Taurus moon is like very like a homebody. Like, I don't like going places. Yeah. Like, when I wake up and get ready for work, my thoughts are about getting home. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Like, I can't wait to go home. Um, so, yeah, I let, my, I, I let people in my space. But I pray over my space. Yeah. Constantly, you know? Mm -hmm. I smudge my apartment at least once a week. About that. Right? Um, I swatted myself every day, multiple times a day. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I let people into my space because I know I am protected. Um, and, you know, I'm not just, it's not like an endless parade or anything, but if I'm, if I'm letting you into my space, then I that's a form of trust. Yeah. 100%. You know, and trust in the person and trust in God's protection. Beautifully said. I totally agree. You know, one thing that I know you wanted to talk about as well <clears throat> um, is the the recent shooting, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did want to talk about that. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the floor. <sighs> so, what day did it even happen? I feel I like was, maybe two days ago now. I think it was Monday. Three, yeah. No, it, Mon it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Um, because I, so Tuesday, I, I heard about it and I saw it. And I really tried to like block it out. Uh -huh. I was just like, I can't, I like, I can't think about that right now. Um, and I went to the gym, came home, smoked, probably took a bath mm -hmm. um, and went to bed. And then the next morning I woke up and it was just like all over the news and it, like all over Instagram, all over Facebook, all over Twitter all over Snapchat, all like it, it was inescapable, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I was just like, I could not stop thinking about it. Um, and it just caused me to like think so much more about like how, for me, life is just like so precious, so precious. and fleeting. It's like, I couldn't fathom touching another person yeah. that day. Um, I was disgusted. I was so angry and I cried twice. Mm. And it, you know, it was a lot that day, like a lot happened. Like I almost quit my job. Um, Mars moved into Aries that day too, no? Mars did move into Aries that day. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm a Mars in Aries. I know, that's uh, right. So just adds to this whole body work, well, get into yeah. the body. Yeah. Um, sidebar, my friend who is also somewhat of an astrologer um, said that I I live through my Taurus moon or I rely on my Taurus moon way too much. And I need to start relying, uh, start tapping into my uh, Mars and Aries placements. Uh, and very true to Gemini form, I've already, I like, <laughs> even before he said anything about it, I was like, I have been. <laughs> but Mars moved into Aries that day. And I realized I, where I work is no longer safe for me. And it hurt so bad because I was like, this is a place that I helped cultivate culture. Yeah. And to add a little bit of clarity, um, the clinic that I work at is 99% or let me edit that. It was 99% Black. We had Black management, Black leadership in the clinic, mm -hmm. um, Black therapists, and one Chinese lady. Okay. Um, and it had been that way for ever since I worked there. Um, that is so rare in the wellness community, and yeah. specifically in the Black, in the uh, massage therapy community, mm -hmm. um, so rare, and it was so. It felt so safe, and it felt so good to go to work every day to see black people also working there, mm -hmm. um, peers. You know, yeah. And some stuff went down with my manager. She ended up quitting. Uh, and me and my manager are also very, very good friends. Mm -hmm. um, and that was sort of like the impetus to all of it. Um, how the, her, you know, the, her treatment, uh, her poor treatment, along with realizing that I could not be as prosperous as I could be working at that place, yeah. regardless of of, regardless of all the positives. Um, and then they hired two white people, two white women to manage all of these black people. Oh. And within th three, three weeks, 
she's had, um, she's made like racially insensitive to offensive remarks to some of my coworkers. And all of that just sort of was compounded by that Mars and Aries placement, um, Mars, and, Mars coming home in Aries um, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just couldn't deal. Um, but fortunately, I have friends <laughs> and I have mentors and I called my friend and he's also going through a very rough time and I called my mentor and she literally talked me down. Like I think of her as a second mom. So if she mm-hmm. ever hears this, hi, Anne. Um, uh-huh. But she talked me down. Like I felt so much better after I talked to her. Um, and that's, that's just how the day went. Um, now my thoughts. This country is terrible. And I've always known that. Yeah. And I've said it before and I've said it again, I'll say it again. If people really, really realized that the people that they elect into office don't give a shit about them. If they really actually like sat in that and absorbed it, Mm -hmm. people would be, people would go insane. I'm really looking forward to the decentralization era where we're able to restructure everything. Yeah. Uh, You know, my friend and I have talked about this and I, I've always, and th- this is something else that I was so pleasantly surprised to find out that you know, Amber is an anarchist. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have the words when I was in preschool, but that I've always been an anarchist. I've yeah. always understood that this country does not give a shit about me. Straight up. Has, ne- has never. It's like to try to even to try to fight that and it, it's fu- it's futile. Right? So you, the only alternative is to accept the truth. Straight up. Just and like, I've never, I mean, we're people of color. Like I've never had that white privilege perspective ever. Yeah. You're yeah, no. So I just don't resonate with what I feel a lot of people resonate with. I don't. That, it was the same thing that prompted me to start this podcast. You know, when the fucking Rona started, I was like, no, nah, they be about their bullshit, y'all. We know, we see, please don't, please don't change. Please don't. Yeah. And what do you think about guns? I think guns give people license to a power that they don't have. I get you. And 
I mean, that, that's exactly what it is, right? Um, you're purchasing, you're purchasing, you're purchasing power when you, when you purchasing. buy. It. Um, and instead of you know, like instead of like how we used to do, uh, you know, train, you know, physically train to defend ourselves and fight people. We just created guns, so none of that was even necessary. Yeah. So a person that hasn't even, uh, you know, trained their body and their mind to wield power now has access to it. Yeah, and my mind always goes to the knowing that there's just so many weapons in circulation. Like, doesn't the U.S. produce one of the highest numbers of machinery globally. Like, I just, there's, in my head, there's so many weapons in circulation that for me, it would be naive, one, to not know how to use one. Two, to maybe not have access to one. And then three, there's also this other notion and this other side of me where it's like, oh gosh, I just wish that these things never existed. But then I feel like I'd be stupid because they do exist and I have to accept that as the, as the reality. Right. This is what I battle. But I do think that there needs to be at least more rigorous testing prior to being allowed to purchase one, own one, you know, because isn't it fucking mad easy to just get a gun? I, 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 apparently it is. <laughs> apparently it is. Um, but the, what, the, what I'm trying to get at is it's so, it's lost on us that mm-hmm. we should be able to defend ourselves without that. Yeah. You know, we should be able to talk to some, even if we don't agree on what we're talking about, we should be able to, you know, communicate with each other without someone pulling out a gun. Yeah, I think violence is... Because the issue is when, you know... You know, this argument didn't have to get there, Right. Yeah. But now you've pulled out a gun because you want to feel you want to make you want me to submit to you out of fear essentially. It's 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 ridiculous. Like if if we need to fight then we both should be able to fight. Mm-hmm. But if you pull out a gun all bets are off. There's no honor in that. None. None. It's dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> like. Dishonor on your whole fucking family, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's what I think about guns. Um, when, and, and this might be, you know, just me. There's so many cooler weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'd be down for, like, a, if somebody, like, 
a sword fight. Yeah. That would be so cool to like. I do. I feel like <laughs> that would be so blades, cool, baby. Exactly. Give me the arena. But since you know, I you know I'm five five. <laughs> yeah. If I, you know, God forbid, get into an uh, an argument with that leads to an altercation. Yeah, well, I get into an argument with some someone that's, you know, two almost two feet taller than I am, mm-hmm. and they pull out a gun. What the fuck am I supposed to do about it? Straight up, right? So the, the, it's just it 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 puts too much weight on an already uneven playing field. Do you think one day that there would be like a gun recall where if someone No. Yeah, no. No. And here's <laughs> here's here's the here's the other issue about it, right? Uh-huh. Is that if there is any sort of gun reform, uh-huh. it's going to come on the backs of black and brown people in this country. We will indirect. We will always suffer when laws are made for the greater good, so to speak. Uh-huh. Right, because they funnel these drugs, weapons, violence into poor black and brown neighborhoods. Yeah, your our community. On, yeah, you know, on purpose. So they can paint us as the the savages that they always knew that we were, right? So it's it's all about maintaining the status quo, which is white supremacy and patriarchy. They want us to be destructive towards one another so that we cannot be a strong, unified body of conscious individuals. Exactly. And it's another reason why anarchy is the vibe. Because it's like, bro, wake up. Yeah. Like, do you really want to live like this? I don't. Do do you think there's something better? There has to be. There has to be. Right? I have friends in the UK and in Europe, and they're clowning the US. So heavy. But we've always been the fucking clowns. So true. That's the part. The U.S. has never been this glorious place. I'm sorry. The U.S. is a cancer. Oh well, that that's so funny to me. <laughs> that's so funny to me because, like, I've had a very uh, tenuous relationship with my sister, who is a cancer. Oh. And so I, you know, I. Uh, formed opinions on cancers. But time and time again, the universe, God has shown me that cancers are like the best people in the world. Um, My best friend uh, is a cancer and I love him so much. Absolute sweethearts. Yeah, I I got mad love for the cancers. I'm just like, it's just funny. (laughs) Yeah. 
but we, I, I remember being in like elementary school learning about US history and I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah. What glorious land are they fucking talking about? That doesn't exist. Straight up. Like it's never existed for people that look like me. Yeah. Or, you know, indigenous people. Like if again, if people really understood how in mass the genocide of the indigenous people of this country was, how intentional and evil and disgusting and violent it was. Like, I don't know if people could actually handle it. And that's on and top. It, I'm sorry? I was going to say it's different when it's literally in your fucking ancestral DNA and you have these feelings and these rememberings and these, like, intuitive knowings that this shit is not right. It's, it's tainted. Yeah. It was tainted from inception, from birth, it, from the start. It's like planting seeds that grow food that's going to kill you. Yeah. Ouch. <sighs> big, big prayers for all of those children who lost their lives and to the adults who lost their lives and to all of the families who are still struggling with their new reality. God, I can only imagine the type of pain. I just, these poor babies had whole lives to live. And I just, I pray for all of them. Yeah, it's so sad, you know? It's just so sad. Thank yes. you so much, Avery. You're welcome. I really appreciate your time, your information, your openness. Just you. Just thank you for being so kind, so real, and so just, uh, you're the best. <laughs> Thanks. Gemini season brings out all the gems. I hope you have a fabulous, wonderful birthday, my friend. Oh, Do you I'm have taking any plans? Um, shrooms. <laughs> I know, that's right. And edibles. <laughs> yeah so good so good it was so fun talking to you I really appreciate you dude literally this has been great thank you you are always welcome here bye bye I wish you a beautiful everything you're the best we love you see you later have a great day <laughs>